So I'd like to share with you today, the message is, the, the, the title is The Rewards of the Perseverance. Perseverance is patience, is endurance, is to wait the times of the Lord for our lives. We, we know that God's time sometimes is different of ours. Uh, we wait some things and do, God, do, God does the things in his time, not in our times, and we need to wait for him. We need to persevere, wait for his time. But I tell you, his time is always better than ours. His ways is always better than our ways. So it's worth to wait for him because when he does, he does perfectly. Amen? Amen. So the text I'd like to read with you is James chapter 1. If you have your Bible with you, James chapter 1, verse 1 to, five, to 4. Uh, the word of God says, James, a servant of God and uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, oh Lord, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its works so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Amen? Amen. So this word for me has a very strong and personal meaning because the first time I read this passage, I remember I, I, get, I came to Christ in 1993 and I remember when I bought my first Bible, I was reading my Bible and then when I start to read James, and I start to, look, to, to read this chapter, verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. You never face, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Joy to face trials. I was like, what on earth is it? No one wants to face trials. Then I, <laughs> I, I don't want to face trials. Uh, the, the message we like is victory, is prosperity, trials. Uh, why joy to... to then I, I start to read and I ask the Holy Spirit, please help me to understand what the, 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 this, this, this passage is saying. Because you know that testing of your faith produces perseverance. It means when I face a testing, I need to hold fast. I need to wait. I need to, to persevere. Persevere is to stay in the position that you are. I don't know what's going on, but I believe God's in control. And then when I persevere, I grow. I got maturity. I got a, a, a personal experience, experience with the Holy Spirit. And it is priceless. It is good to hear other people's experience. But there is no comparison when you have your own experience with, experience with the Holy Spirit. One is good to hear testimony. It's good when you hear other people say to you what's happened with them. With them. It is build up our faith. But when you have your own experience with the Holy Spirit, we cannot compare. It is priceless. So it is the reason that the Word of God, is, of, of God says, consider pure joy to face trials. Because when the trials start, 
God starts with you in the trial. Because he never lets you by yourself. He is with you to help you in your trials in the name of Jesus Christ. And then when you have your own experience with the Holy Spirit, my friends, you become a mature Christian. We see a lot of child today. A lot of goo-goo-da-da Christians. You know, the goo-goo-da-da, papa. Why you cry? You know, babies, babies, when they are crying, because they understand, they cry, they don't get anything. When you are, I have two daughters. I remember when they were very small, and then mainly the, 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 the first one, we couldn't hear her crying because she's suffering. And then wah, she wouldn't, we put her in the beds, and, uh, wah, and then we take her in her lap and start to do something. One day we took her to the doctor, and the doctor said to us, when she cry, let her cry. Because if every time she cries, you go there, she is going to be spoiled. So sometimes we need to learn to wait for the times, the, for the things in God's time, you know, not in our times. You understand what I'm saying? So sometimes we are so immature because if the things do not happen in the way we are expecting, we, 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 it's like a spoiled child. Why are you not praying? Why are you not? Let's worship the Lord. I don't want to worship the Lord today. Why not? Because I'm sad today. Why are you sad? Because God didn't do what I did. <laughs> so it's just like, it's like a small baby. and We need to grow. We need to persevere. We need to understand. I walk by faith, not by sight. I believe in him. I know he's faithful. When, when Pastor Mark asked me to preach here a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, Maybe two or three weeks ago, I can't remember exactly. The first thing I, I remember, that word, God was put in my heart many, many days ago, many, many times ago. Next time we were preaching KT, I knew it would be the message. You know? Because God is working on us. God is doing something in our life. God wants to prepare us. To become strong Christians, strong in face of the trials, in face of the things that we need to face in our lives, in, in marriage, in work, in ministry, whenever, wherever we go, we need to be strong in the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Because if you're not strong in your relationship with the Lord, you are done. You cannot persevere. I remember back, uh, for me, February is a very important month. Uh, my wife's birthday is 1st of February. My youngest daughter is 15th of February, last Tuesday. And last Tuesday, 15th of February, was the anniversary of my baptism. I got baptized in 15th of February, 1994. And I remember, I was in a youth camp, and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I got baptized in the waters. My life was completely transformed because I was drug addict. I was violent. I was a mess, my friend. And the Holy Spirit did a powerful transformation in my life. Then I went to this youth camp for one weekend, for four days in the Carnival of Brazil. Normally it's five days. Start Friday, finish Wednesday. So it was amazing. I was transformed. I was full of the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. Then when I got in the church, the church was a big church. It was like 800 seats church, but without balcony in Sao Paulo, my hometown. Then when I, I had a motorbike, and then I stopped my motorbike, and I was getting inside of the church. 
One of the elders of the church hold my arm and say to me, do not get inside of this church. This church belongs to the devil. Then I look to him, how, are they? how is it? We were preaching here last week. Oh, no, we are going to have a meeting somewhere. We're going to explain to you what's happening. Don't get inside of this church. Then I, I excuse me. I don't know. I, I, I was a very new believer, friends. Just three or four months I was in the church. And I told the guy, I don't know what's going on, my friend. I don't know what's going on. But what's happening in my life, my life it is not devil work. It's the Holy Spirit work. I don't know what's going on between you and the leadership of the church. I don't want you to go in any meeting. I go to the service. The church was full, my friend. The pastor split the church. He took 750 people with him. And that service, there were just 50 people in the service. Can you imagine? 50 people in a church with 800 seats. I was so confused. What's going on? Because I didn't know that the, the, these pastors used to fight. I didn't know what's going on. I have no idea. Because I was new in the church. I told, oh, I think every Christian, they are always peaceful. They love each other. Oh, grace and peace, brother Marcelo. I love you. Oh. So I, I, I knew nothing about Christian stuff, you know. I knew nothing about that. So for me, it was a surprise when I discovered that the pastor this, was fighting with the leadership of the church, and he took almost all the church with him. But when I saw the new pastor, the new pastor with his wife and two small boys, then I felt in my heart, I don't know how to preach. I'm learning how to pray, but I can carry chairs. I can clean the toilet. I will stay in this church because here I found Jesus. Here I had experience with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to stay here. I don't know what's going on. So to make a long story short, after two years, I started to work in that church because that church was a big church in Brazil. They had the TV station, radio station, and they started to work in the radio station of this big church. Then there was a administrative building. One day, I was getting inside of the building to work. I used to sell uh, advertisements for the radio station. I always work with, uh, I used to work with sales. So then I saw a guy in the reception. And then I look, that guy, then I look, this, it's like I, I know this guy. It's, it's fam familiar, but I, I didn't recognize the guy. Then a friend of mine, he used to, to, to attend the same church with me, and he, she called me, and she was working there as well. She called me and said to me, Marcelo, did you see who was, who, who was in the reception? And I thought, no, I, I saw a guy, but I don't know him. That pastor, which pastor? That pastor who split the church two years ago. He is, he's coming here to ask for the forgiveness of the leadership of the church. He wants to come back. Oh, I praise the Lord. That's good. I was happy. But, but, he understood what was wrong with him, and he came to ask the forgiveness of the leadership of the church. But tell me, ask me, what's happened with over 700 people who left the church with this guy? Some still in the faith, but a lot of that people just stopped, just got backsliding, just got disappointed. I thought that in the church would have a place, would be a place of love and peace and, and uh, communion. I never, then the lesson is, if you follow men, you are in trouble. But if you follow God, if you persevere, when you see things that you cannot understand, 
You understand, my friend? Sometimes we see in our family, in our church, in our workplace, things that we cannot understand. If I do not understand, I walk by faith, not but, uh, by what I understand. I'm not saying that I, can, I, I should ignore my brain. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying to you, sometimes God starts a work in your life. You are in the middle of something. And the enemy wants to use many, many situations to stop you in the middle of the way. You have to persevere. You have to wait on the Lord. If you do not understand, God, I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. But I know who began the work in my life. The one who began is the one who will finish the work in my life in the name of Jesus Christ. So three things I want to tell you tonight, my friend. Three things. The first one is... I read said, when you are being tried, you have opportunity to grow. You know, I don't know how many of you have read, read Job book, the book of Job. Job, sorry, Job. No Job, Job. <laughs> Apologize. When you read the book of Job, you got tired. I read last month, I read all the book of Job. You got tired. Because the guy was suffering, a lot of people were saying a lot of things, and oh, my Lord, but I know the end of the book. But when you go to the end of the book of Job, 42 verse 5, look what he said. He said, I knew you, my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Sometimes God takes you to a personal experience with him. That you're going to know him in a way you never knew him before. God is doing something in your life. Last Wednesday, my friend, I was in this church. I love this church. I love this church. I love the people of this church. It's not because I'm here. I really love this place. I pray every day for this church. I pray for the leaders of this church. I pray for the people of this church because this church is special. So Wednesday, I was there with my wife in that corner. Then the worship was amazing. And the music was in the pressing, no, in the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. In the pressing, in the crushing, you are making new wine. And then we heard the message like, God has a new wine prepared for you. How many of you want a new wine? <laughs> I wonder. So the process of preparation of a new wine starts with crushing, pressing. God is processing something in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. So stay put. Wait in the presence of the Lord. Wait because He is working in our lives right now. But sometimes we don't see the final product. We don't see the final thing. But we trust in Him. I believe Him. He's doing something. How many of you believe God's doing something? He's doing something. We need to wait. We need to have patience. We need to, to understand his working to, to bring us to a place of maturity, spiritual growth, in a place where when you see things that enemy try to use to stop you, to, 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 to put you down, you look to the Lord and you say, 
I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. I don't know why believers, some Christians fight sometimes. I don't know a lot of things, but one thing I know, the work in my life is not your man work. It's the Holy Spirit work. Look to him. Wait on him. He's doing something. So the first reward of perseverance is spiritual growth. You are going to grow even more. God has new levels prepared for you. But sometimes, new levels, new devils. <laughs> Have you heard it? New levels, new devils. <laughs> oh, Lord, I never faced so many challenges in my life. Praise the Lord. If you never face so many challenges in your life, it's because you are going to see deliverance in the level that never tried before in our lives. God has deliverance. God has breakthroughs prepared for us. God has amazing things prepared for us. The second thing I want to say to you, the reward of perseverance is a fruitful life. How many of you want to have a fruitful life? I want to see 2022 as a fruitful year in my life. Lord, I want to bear fruit. I'm tired. I want to bear fruit in my life in the name of Jesus Christ. But even for bad fruit, we need to persevere. How many of you remember this, the, the, the parable of the sower? Look to me. With me, please. Luke, Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verse 11 to 15. There are the seed. The seed is the word of God. And we see in the word there are four different soils. This first one, verse 12 says, those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so they may not believe and be saved. So in the way, in the path, there is no root. Now, verse 13, those on the rock ground are those who, want, who receive the word with joy when they hear it. But they have no root. They believe for a while. But in the time of testing, they fall away. It's happened a lot. We receive the word with joy. Amen. Amen. I received this word. Hallelujah. Many if the message is so true, message of joy, victory, prosperity, overcome. Woo, hallelujah. But when we go home, we face some trials and then... If we do not, I'm not saying that you, not, you do not have roots. If, I not, if we do not have roots, when the trials come, we cannot prevail. But uh, verse 14 now. The seed among the thorns it stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, which pleasures, and they don't mature. I don't know the pronunciation. Choke it. Choke, choke it. Choke it. Choke. Suffocate it. The person receives the word, but the person lives in London. In London, we have a busy life. We have a lot of things to do. So we receive the word Sunday, but sometimes by Wednesday, the word is already choke it. Choke it. Choke it. You understand, my friend? It is a kind of entertaining for you. I don't mind if you laugh of my pronunciation. No problem. I hope you got the message. You know I mean? Yeah. No problem at all. 
you know. So we receive the word. We receive the word, by, but if my heart is a heart full of thorns, I'm concerned about many things. I'm a, I have a busy life. I have a lot of ambitions. I, left, I have a lot of desires of my flesh. And I want to fulfill a lot of things in my life. And the word of God, choke it. Choke it. I gave up, my friends. Let's go for the verse 15, please. <laughs> Let's go to the verse 15. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. But the seed on good soils. Please pay attention, okay? Verse 15. Luke 8, 15. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. Good heart. Amen? We need to, get, to have a good heart. I always preach Proverbs 4, 23. Above all else, keep your heart. Protect your heart. For, because from your heart proceeds the springs of your life. So protect your heart, okay? The, the soil, the good soil are those. Receive the word with a good heart, noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, hold it. I hear the word, now I'm going to hold it. I want to retain it. It is word is for me. You know when you come to a church and the message is all for you. The, the, the pastor knows me. Someone, you, you, you told me, to the pastor what's happening in, in my life. No, no, no one told. But the Holy Spirit knows you. So he brings a word for you. You have a good heart. You hear. You hold. And now you retain it. And by persevering, produce a crop. How you are going to be fruitful? Having a good heart, retain the word, and you are going to be Fruitful if you persevere. I have to persevere. I have to stand. Perseverance, friends, is not a kind of optional. You know when you buy a car, you're going to buy a car, so some things is standard, then there, is, there are the optionals. Optionals. You, op options. Options. You have the options. I want my, my steering wheel to warm. I want special wheels. I want special colors. In a Christian life, perseverance is not an option. It's not like God's doing for us, saying to us, giving us a suggestion. My son, you know, it would be interesting if you persevere. No, you have to. You have to persevere. If you do not persevere, you give up. If you give up, the process of maturity in your life is stopping. A lot of people... Sometimes in face of the trials and problems, I want to disappear. I want to go somewhere that no one knows me. I want to tell you, if you are running away from your problems and you want to disappear to go to somewhere that no one knows you, you have to do two bags. One bag for you, another bag for your problem. Because wherever you go, the problem will be waiting for you over there. Who understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. Yeah. Don't run away. Face it. Persevere. Holy Spirit, I want to learn the lesson. I don't want to flee. I don't want to escape. I want to grow in the name of Jesus Christ. 
I want to see your full work in my life in the name of Jesus Christ. Do not run away. I know, friends, sometimes you got tired. I'm tired. I'm so tired of all of this. I'm tired of my family. I'm tired of my husband. I'm tired of my wife. I'm tired of my church. I'm tired of my work. I'm tired. But if you are tired, you need to rest. You don't need to give up. Tiredness. When we are tired, we need to rest. Because when we are tired, sometimes we don't think with clarity. We need to rest. And sometimes we cannot rest because our brain or our mind is spinning. I want to sleep. And your brain, I crossed the Atlantic, my friend. In one night, I think, 100 times. I go to London, to Brazil, Brazil to London, and I go back and, uh, you know, because my mind, I need to rest. If, I, if you cannot rest, you need to ask for the Holy Spirit. You need to read your Bible. You need to read Matthew 11:28. 28. Come to me, Jesus said. Come to me, you who are tired, and I will give you rest. If you are tired tonight, God can bring to you restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. A lot of men and women of God we see in the Bible. Remember Elijah. Elijah. You read chapter 18 of 1 Kings. Elijah fought against the prophets of Baal. And he prayed and fire came from heaven. He killed the prophet of Baal. Ah! Three, and, three years and a half without rain. And he cried and he prayed. And Lord sent rain. And God sent the, sent the rain. But in 1 Kings chapter 19, Jezebel sent him a text message. And when he got his mobile, Elijah took his mobile. It was a message from Jezebel. And Jezebel told him, Tomorrow, by this time, I will do with you. I will kill you like you killed my prophets. And Elijah was tired because I can imagine. The experience he had in Carmel Mountain made him got very tired. Then Elijah, Elijah started to flee and he went for a place and get inside of a cave and say, under a tree place, sorry. And he said to God, Lord, enough. I'm tired of this. I want to die. I, don't, I want to die. Take my life. Oh, what the? The guy who asked God to send fire, the guy who had the powerful experience of God, now he wants to die. It's happened. If it happened with Elijah, who am I? But if I'm tired, I need to rest. Amen. But not give up. Don't give up, my friend. I was praying this afternoon, and the Holy Spirit told me, some people would be here, and the word is for you. Don't give up. Amen. If you are tired, rest. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me to rest. Because it's not a matter of just sleep sometimes. It's a matter of spiritual rest. Not you're going to die, amen. You know, <laughs> oh, he rests in peace. No, 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 no. It's an emotional rest. You need to rest. You need to rest. Then when you rest, you can see the things with another perspective. Many of you are just tired. 
And I believe God tonight can bring restoration, renewing in your life. Then you are not going to give up. You are going to persevere. You stand in your position because the one, the God who we serve, he starts something in our life and he will finish what he starts in our life in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive this word in, our, in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I can, I, my friend, I, can, I, I don't know if I can express with all the intensity that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart this afternoon. Tell them, do not give up. Amen. Your breakthrough is near than you can imagine. It's just a matter of you have patience. It's just a matter of you keep doing what God called you to do. Remember Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Open with me. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Don't give up, my friend. Say to your neighbor, don't give up. God's working. There is a new wine in the name of Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. God has a harvest for each one of us, but the condition is keep doing what he calls you to do. Don't give up in the name of Jesus Christ. So the first reward... Growth, maturity. The second reward, fruitful. Fruits. A life of fruitful. Fruitful life, pardon me. And the last one I want to tell you. God has some very powerful thing that anyone can stole from you. Verse 12, uh, James chapter 1, verse 12, please. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Because having stood the test, that, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. God has a crown of life of you. The perseverance brings reward for you in this life. Maturity, growth, fruitfulness, it's a blessing. But your perseverance... Do not finish here. Your perseverance is going to bring fruit to the eternity. God has a crown of life for me and for you who perseveres in following in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive this word in your heart. God has something very special for us. God has very special breakthroughs for us. It's closer than we can imagine. And many times when we are very near of our victory, sometimes we see the hell activities being intensified. The enemy starts to work. The enemy starts to get hysterical. The enemy starts to, to raise things here and there. You receive a word of prosperity and you are lacking. You receive a word of uh, peace and you are in the middle of a war. You receive a word of blessing and you feel that you're not blessed. But I tell you one thing. Your circumstance is temporary. But the promise of God of your life is eternal. Wait on Him. 
Do not give up in the name of Jesus. Do not give up of your husband, your family. You come to the church. I remember, I'm finishing in a few minutes. I remember when I was in the, the highest of my craziness when I was a young guy. I was 17, 18, drug addict, alcoholic, violent. I remember once I was getting my house and my mother and my father was going to the church and I was so drunk. And my mother looked to me and said to me, you know, I don't know what else I have to do for you. The enemy wants me to stay at home. Why don't I go to the church? Because I don't know what's God's going, what, to, what to do for you anymore. But I serve a God and he knows what he's going to do with you. My mother, once she was in an all-night prayer meeting, and then I was driving, racing in Sao Paulo, and we crashed the car so badly, my friends, so badly, that I just alive here because the, the mercy of God. Then when my mother got home, like 5 o'clock a.m., she looked to me. I was, I cut my my neck, my head, I was destroyed. And she started to cry, and I, I told her, don't cry, mom, I'm fine. And she told to me, no, I'm not crying because I'm, I'm afraid that you are not fine. I'm, I'm crying because she asked me what time that was, that accident was happening, what's happened. Uh, and I told her around two o'clock in the morning. And she started to cry because three o'clock in the morning, the pastor in her church told her to, to, to owe the church Let's hold hands and let's pray for our families right now. And then when she was praying for the family, I was crushing the car. And I'm just alive because God intervened. God put his hand. Because if he sold the car, the car, my friend, the, the, the gearbox, the engine of the box almost came inside of the car. The car got fired. I passed away. And someone took me out of the car. When my father found me in the hospital, I was looking at what am I doing here? My father told me, you crashed your car. I have no car. Yeah, you crashed it. Just for you to understand how serious it was. You know, the message the enemy wanted to give to my mother was, you were praying for your son, and your son was drunk, racing cars, crashing, car, crashing cars, but my mother had discernment. If it wasn't for her prayer, that crash could kill me. And after a few months, few, not a long time, I gave my life to Jesus. Amen. And I want to tell you, keep praying. Keep praying for your husband. Keep praying for your family. Keep praying for the things that God puts in your heart because he promised you. And whatever he promised you, He's going to fulfill in your life because he is a faithful God in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to, I'd like to invite you to close your eyes with me. I'd like to, to invite you to pray with me right now. I don't know how is your condition tonight, how you came here. Maybe you are tired like Elijah was. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, renew me tonight. Help me, Lord, to carry on. Help me, Lord. I don't want to give up anymore. Help me to face my trials. Help me to face whatever I have to face. Help me, Holy Spirit, 
Help me to look to you. Instead to look of my problems, the, 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 the noise of ways. I want to look to you. I want to remember your word to my life, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. I don't want to give up anymore. I want to persevere. Because your word says, Lord, that I have to persevere. I have the need to persevere. Because when I fulfill your will, I will get my promise, Lord. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Ask the Lord. Don't give up. If you came here tonight, ready to give up. And you understand tonight that your problem is because you are tired. Rest. Ask for a time. Ask for, I, I, I cannot decide right now. I cannot take any decision right now. I need to rest. Rest in the presence of the Lord. And the Lord will clarify your mind. You are going to persevere. You are going to see the breakthrough in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe this, give Jesus a great shout of praise. Praise the Lord tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you.